This is Westlake Basketball. Westlake Basketball is presented by Number 9 Productions and powered by the Westlake Chef Club. Westlake Basketball is brought to you by Independence Title, Wayne's Capital Bank, Elite Heating and Air, Covert Auto Group, CryoFit, Recovery and Wellness, and presented by Austex, Benson Debt, Elticon, Wealth Management, Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers, Hendrick Auto Group, The Felger Insurance Agency, and brought to you by Austin Performance and Counseling Psychology, and Dr. Mike Johnson, Cricket Shirts, Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina, Amogee Bank, Texas, Honey Ham, Steam Team, White Glove Storage and Delivery, at Creek Burger Company, Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, and by Mighty Fine Burgers, Fries, and Shakes. Here's Joe Taylor. Well, thank you very much as we welcome you out of the winter weather. I hope everybody has got uh, water, power. You've thawed nicely. It is a, a very difficult uh, couple of weeks here in the greater central texas area especially if you're trying to enter into the playoffs for the westlake chaparrales and the cedar ridge raiders tonight's opponents here at westlake for the bi district championship in 6a basketball it has been a whirlwind we'll visit with head coach robert lucero in a moment but as we join you live for tonight's basketball game, it has been an up-and-down opportunity here in the last couple of days as Westlake, along with Cedar Ridge, have faced uh, very difficult situations here from coming off a season where Westlake has won six consecutive titles. And after district championship, they were able to win against San Marcos to complete a 14-0 season, and then the world shut down. But they were able to uh, practice, and they were able to get a couple of work in and hopefully knock the rust off of being caught at home amidst the wither weather like all of us. So, again, we hope you are safe. We hope you and your family have weathered it. And we have live basketball as Westlake takes on Cedar Ridge. Coming up after this timeout, Westlake's head men's basketball coach, Robert Lucero, joins us on the shoot-around. That's coming up next right after this timeout. You're listening to live coverage of Westlake basketball only on the Westlake Chap app. When you buy or sell a piece of property, it helps to have a friend in the business. Independence Title will pick up the ball on your transaction and take it across the goal line. Independence is locally owned right here in Austin with deep roots in the Westlake community. Independence is also the Austin Business Journal's number one title company. Work with a home team at Independence Title. Call 329-5299 or go to independencetitle.com. game at home seven years here at Westlake but in your career coaching have you ever had a home playoff game where you got to host we did here against the Caney my second year uh, we played Pflugerville in the first round up at Cedar Ridge coach Peavy's the head coach at Duncan Mill right now but he used to be at Aiken so he was very familiar with the Austin area so they played on a Monday we played on a Tuesday and Coach Peavy uh, wanted to play the game on Thursday, so that would have been one day of prep for us. And we know we wanted the two days since we had just played. And I said, well, we're, we can play Thursday if we play at Westlake. And he agreed. We got pretty lucky that evening. You know, he's from Austin. He knew all the officials. And 
and all that. So uh, we got pretty lucky. I'm not sure uh, if we win that game if it's at a neutral site. They were pretty good that year. Let's go ahead and talk about the elephant in the room. This has been uh, probably, outside of COVID, one of the most difficult 10 days because last Tuesday night you have your senior night, you win the district championship, your sixth consecutive district championship, and then all of a sudden, snow and winter weather. Yeah. And I know you were really happy to get that game in because you didn't know what was going to happen, but how have you handled the layoff? How have the kids handled the layoff? And how have you been able to communicate just how important it is to stay in shape and watch what they eat? Yeah, well, you know, we, we got that game in, which was good for us because when we beat San Marcos here, that knocked them out of the playoff contention, and it kind of set our district so that way uh, the tiebreaker games didn't have to be played. We had already planned to give that Saturday off because we had already talked to Cedar Ridge. We were going to play on Thursday. Uh, then the snow and ice hits, and so, you know, you're just you're, everybody's locked in their home. We, got, we played in the snow a little bit with Bo and stuff, and then uh, luckily Friday we were able to get a practice in. Um, thank goodness we were we were really bad. Looked like we hadn't played or done anything in a week. Um, you know, all the gyms had been shut down, and so that was good. And then Saturday we actually had a little two-a-day. We practiced early. Um, I think it was 11. Uh, we still wanted to make sure all the ice melted. It was about an hour and 15, but it was mostly shooting and, and some walk-through stuff, a little bit of defense. Um, and we were hoping that we knew who we played already um, because Stony Point had to play against Westwood in the morning. They narrowly lost that game. Then they ended up beating Huddle, which forced a tiebreaker game with Cedar Ridge at six. So then we practiced at three. And we busted through a full practice. And then um, I went up there and watched the game. Uh, so then we had uh, yesterday was a little bit more of a normal day. Um, so, you know, just uh, one of those things. Luckily, we were able to get, you know, three practices in before this game. You look at William Fivery, 15 points per ball game, 6'2", senior shooting guard, the guy that absolutely can score from anywhere on the court. I think that's really the idea defensively. You have a size mismatch in the backcourt. Obviously, you guys have a lot more length than uh, Cedar Ridge's backcourt. But overall, your assessment of Cedar Ridge is you got to scout them. And, of course, from the earlier win that you had over the ball club earlier this season in non-district play. Well, I definitely think they're not a fourth-place team. Uh, they were 8-1. and one. So they were 8-0, and oh, had a game for first place against Huddle that they lost, and then they uh, got quarantined. Um, I don't think they even had a positive case. I think there was something at the school where they shut it down, and then they ended up playing the next three games without practice. You know, So you just think you're going to play three of the top teams in your district without practice, and they ended up losing those games, uh, which took them down to 8-4. and four. Uh, So I, I definitely think they're better. Uh, for, you know, Just like every year, they're, they're a good fourth-place team. Uh, they do a great job of getting downhill, um, and they know how to play off penetration very well. Uh, so you know, we're going to make sure that we try to stay in front of them and try to make sure we're not overhelping so that they're not getting easy drop-off passes at the rim. Marcel Bryant's the guy down low that obviously plays very well around the basket, also plays very good on the offensive glass. I think that is something that if you were to look at a matchup, Westlake on the offensive glass, if you win that battle or at least keep it close, you have a good chance of winning and moving on to area. Yeah, if, if we can keep them off the glass and limit them to one possession, then it allows us to get into transition. Um, and I think we can uh, play well against, you know, in transition here at home without them setting their defense. Um, you know, the guy you mentioned, 24, he's a pretty, pretty big mismatch for most teams. Um, he's probably a little bit... Uh, close to KJ size, really strong. Um, and But, you know, luckily we have some guys that are similar to him. Um, he'll play on the perimeter but post up a little bit. Um, but the one thing is when they start getting downhill, 
uh, on penetration, we have to make sure that we're helping. But then when the shot goes up, we're still finding our man on the box outs. We can't overhelp and not not know where we're at uh, defensively in our rebound protect, uh, rebound coverage. Final thought, Coach. Normally, it's your senior leadership that takes over at this point in time. You've really identified who those leaders are. You know with culture class, they have been able to take your message to the rest of the team. But obviously with COVID and with the weather, the seniors really have had to step up with one another and then throughout the whole team. Obviously, it's a little bit different when you're dealing with, you know, 18, 19 guys versus, you know, a team full of 100 guys. But how have the senior leaders stepped up in communication, making sure everybody is accountable during this long layoff? Well, I think one of the things that they do really well that, you know, probably better than the teams prior is they're really like a one group you know we have 18 guys so it's not like everybody's gonna be you know best friends but at the same time they all spend a great deal amount of time together um you know they communicate with one another well when we get into culture class or film uh they're very open and honest um about the, some of the things that happened in the past that we don't want to resurface um and you know nobody you know everybody you know, you try to forget about Warren, but you want to learn from it from last year also. And the finality of that season coming to an end with a loss, uh, nobody, you know, wants to face that right now. Um, you know, everybody really likes each other and, and is enjoying this season. So we would like to keep it going as long as possible. He's Robert Lucero, head coach of Westlake men's basketball, ahead of tonight's bi-district championship with Cedar Ridge here at home at Westlake. Coach, thanks so much for Thank the time. And as always, good luck. Thank you. That's the shoot-around with Robert Lucero, presented by Independence Title. When we come back after this timeout, the starting lineups and the tip-off live from Albinet Court on the campus of Westlake High School. It's the Bi-District Championship as Westlake hosts Cedar Ridge. And it's coming up next. This is Westlake Basketball. Whether you're watching football, hanging at the tailgate, or playing around to golf, you want to look sharp. That's why we've partnered with Cricket Shirts. And according to co-founder Billy, he's all about keeping it Austin. I mean, if there ever was a city that sort of captured the spirit of the 19th hole, it's Austin, Texas. And if there's anything that ever like kind of captured the spirit of community, it's Texas high school football. And co-founder Hobson Brown agrees. It's the perfect shirt for all occasions. Yeah, it's a shirt you can wear uh, on the course. It's a shirt you can wear in the boardroom. And it's a shirt you can wear to the football game on a Friday night. Find your design at Cricket Shirts. On game day, go for the win with Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. Going touchdown. Stack your roster with delicious, hand-battered, cooked-to-order chicken fingers and cane sauce. Huddle up with crispy, crinkle-cut fries, coleslaw, and buttery Texas toast. And top it all off with freshly made tea and lemonade. Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. One love. Austin Performance and Counseling Psychology provides mental health care and sports psychology services in West Austin. APCP is owned and operated by Dr. Mike Johnson, a licensed psychologist in the state of Texas. Dr. Johnson has worked with elite college student-athletes at the University of Arkansas and Kansas State University, as well as with U.S. Special Forces. Whether you're a student-athlete looking to improve your confidence or a professional experiencing career challenges, make an appointment today at austinperformancepsych.com. That's austinperformancepsych.com. The Felger Insurance Agency is proud to support Westlake Athletics on the drive to a district title. Speaking of driving, if your Westlake son or daughter is ready for their independence and their driver's license before they hit the road, let Jeff Felger take a look at your current insurance plan. Jeff lives and works in Westlake and can help you choose the coverage options you need to include your family's newest driver. Call 512-250-2334 and speak to Jeff. Get your new driver off to a safe start with Farmers and Felger Insurance Agency. We are Farmers. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. You're listening to Joe Taylor and Westlake Football. 
Welcome you back to live coverage of Westlake basketball. Joe Taylor joining you here courtside at Albany Court on the campus of Westlake High School. We meet the tonight's starting lineups. First for the visiting Cedar Ridge Raiders. At five foot ten senior guard Ernest Swindell, a five nine senior guard Jaden Finley, best three pointer on three point shooter on the team. He's a left handed player, averages just over eight and a half points per ball game, a thirty two percent shooter from beyond the three point line. William Fivery, a fifteen point per game average scorer, best scorer on the team, six foot two senior shooting guard. Marcel Bryant, the man down low, that's going to create some havoc down low. For the Raiders, six foot five junior forward, averages just over ten and a half points per ball game. Thirteen for the regular season. Ryan Brooks rounds out the starting lineup, plays well right at the rim, averages just over seven points per ball game, has three blocks per game as well at six foot five senior forward. So, for the Cedar Ridge Raiders, it is Swindell, Finley, Fiverr, Bryant, and Brooks. Quinton Black is the head coach and. For the visiting, for the home team, Westlake Chaparrales here in the Bay District Championship, obviously head coach Robert Lucero in his seventh season. 204 wins to 33 losses, 95-7 and seven district record, and six consecutive district titles. They are the one seed coming out of 26-6A, and they will start with 6'5", senior guard Cade Mankel. 6'7", senior guard, he'll play the post as well, K.J. Adams. Ian Moat, the 6'0", senior point guard. Blake Nielsen, the 6'2", senior guard. And Preston Clark, the 6'6", junior forward. So it's Clark, Nielsen, Moat, Adams, and Mankel. As we await tip-off here, Westlake in their home white uniforms with the shaps in black print across the front of the jersey in blue, trimmed in red. It's trimmed in blue with the word Westlake across the shorts down the side. And for the Cedar Ridge Raiders, purple uniforms and shorts with white trim. Cedar Ridge in black print across the front. And Westlake wins the toss with the control. And now will lob immediately down low, going up strong, and count the basket for K.J. Adams from his point guard, Ian Moat. Moat goes immediately with the lob pass. We've seen it on a number of opportunities on the opening possession of the game when Westlake manages to win the toss. They go right to the lob down low with K.J. He went up, scored, and the and one is good. So three points off the right off the bat here for K.J. On the feed for Moat. 3-0 Westlake. Jaden Finley will bring the ball across the timeline. Now back over to Brooks. Now back to Finley. Again, we talked about the size. Mitch Matz, both backcourt guards are five foot nine. Now with the basketball is Swindell. Dribble drives down the left lane, kicks it out here to Finley. Finley with a bounce pass over to Marcel Bryant, who drives the baseline. And that shot altered by K.J. Adams. And now a transition opportunity. Nielsen gets it over to Moat. Moat raises up right on the right block, puts up the shot, and flexes for the crowd. As Moat drops his first field goal, it's 5-0 Westlake. Now Bryant feeds Fiverr. Now kicks it over to Fenley. Fenley with a bounce pass. It goes off his own foot over to Swindell. Swindell drives into the high left elbow. Nothing there. Now kicks it over to the top of the arc. To Bryant. Now over to Fenley. Fenley trying to give it up here on the baseline and does to Ryan Brooks. Brooks will reset. Good defense there for Westlake in the half court. Just underway, 6.45 left of the first quarter by district championship. The four-seed Cedar Ridge from 25-6A with a 11-14 record and a 7-7 record in district 25-6A play. Finley with a basketball on the left wing, still looking down low. Now banging down on the glass with Preston Clark is Ryan Brooks, and Brooks scores the first points. 
for Cedar Ridge. It's a 5-2 run to start things off here in the first quarter. K.J. Adams dribbling, looking for a Preston Clark screen. Backs up, fires up a three-pointer from the left wing. That one is no good. Rebound offensively for Westlake. Goes from Clark to Mankel to K.J. Adams now kicks it over to Nielsen. Back over to the left wing. Good motion offense here as Mankel looking to create some space for Preston Clark. Fires up a three-point shot. That one just no good off the back iron. And then Preston alters the rebound for Swindell and pokes it out of bounds. So Swindell will inbound here for Cedar Ridge. Cedar Ridge in the purple and white moving left to right as you picture it in your mind's eye if you're listening on the Westlake Shap app or westlakeshaps.com. And, of course, if you're watching the live stream provided by the Shap Club, there's a steal on the other end, and it's knocked out of bounds by Cade Mankel, who takes some of the scorer's table with him as a padding comes off there. Excellent hustle there by Cade Mankel. So Swindell will inbound here at the half court. Kick it into the back court to Finley. Finley calling out plays, deed up by Mankel in this 2-1-2 look defensively here. Now Swindell trying to rotate over to Finley on the left wing. Everybody staying put. Now dribble driving towards the post. Finley kicks it back out here to William Fivery, who gives it off to Swindell. Back to Fivery. Fivery fires up a three-point shot, banks it in as Fivery is on the board here. And just like that, it's a tie ball game. 5-5 in the opening two minutes and 45 seconds of this one. The bi-district championship here in 6A basketball. Now driving in the lane is Moat. Moat kicks it over to Nielsen. Nielsen for a three-pointer from the corner, and he drills it. And just like that, it's an 8-5 lead for Westlake. Coming across the timeline, Finley gets it over to Swindell. Swindell, a dribble with the left hand at the top of the arc, waiting for... A little help, doesn't get it, swings it over to Finley. Finley now driving towards the baseline, taking Mankel on, fires up a shot with the left hand. That one is no good, just outside the block. Transition opportunity here for Mankel as Nielsen feeds him. He puts up the layup with the right hand and sneaks it in there. Does Cade Mankel. Mankel on the board with his first field goal on the layup in transition. It's a 10-5 lead, right back up to where we were a moment ago. So both teams trading 5-0 runs here, halfway through the first quarter. Now down low, good Opportunity here for post play as Bryant tries to give it up here to Ryan Brooks. Now Nielsen takes it away. Nielsen with a flash pass to K.J. Adams on the left block. He goes up strong, doesn't have a shot, but he is fouled and will go to the line. So Ernest Wendell picks up his first personal foul. That is the second team foul. And K.J. is one of one, had the and one to start the game off. He has three points in the ball game, make it four. He'll have another shot at it. K.J. Adams, a 73% free throw shooter in his senior campaign, ahead of his future in college basketball for the Kansas Jayhawks. And he drops that one in. K.J. with now five points in the ballgame. 12-5, largest lead for Westlake here in the first quarter. 4.05 to play. Finley swinging it over here to Fivery. Fivery operating up another three-point shot. That one no good. Nielsen pulls down the rebound from the left block. Gets it across to K.J. Adams. Adams over to Moat. Moat stepped back, thought about a three-pointer, then gave it up to K.J. on the left wing. Now some space issues here for Westlake offensively, and they'll reset with Moat at the top. 
Malat just inside the label, looking to take on the screen from Clark. Try to get by Swindell. He does. Fires up a shot here. No, he's going to pass it, dumping it off to Nielsen, who is open. Clark skies for the offensive rebound. Can't hold on to it, but Mankel can. And leaves Moat wide open for a three-pointer. That one no good off the back iron. Another offensive rebound. K.J. Adams comes away with it. He drives into the corner. Frees up Clark. Another three-point shot. That one rims out. Another offensive rebound by Mankel. Mankel kicks it over to K.J. Adams, and it's tipped out of bounds by Fivery. And it will be Westlake basketball. Wow. Connor McManus will check in for Nielsen. The 6'4 junior guard started for the majority of the year last year. Has been bothered by injury here and there. Had some concussion protocols, so he's checked into the ballgame. Lob pass from Moat out to Preston Clark, who lobs it right back in down low. Turnaround right at the rim about four feet away is K.J. Adams, and Adams couldn't get it to collect as he was fighting through the double team, and the ball kind of slipped out of his hand. He just couldn't get control of the shot, and he winds up kicking out of bounds on the offensive rebound. It will be Cedar Ridge basketball with 3.13 to play in the first quarter. Now Fivery gets it over to Bryant. Bryant dumps it off here to Jordan Stone, who's checked into the ballgame for the Raiders. Back over to Jaden Finley. Finley trying to take Mankel off the left side, doesn't have it. Back over to Bryant. Now back and low to Jordan Stone. Bryant going in. That shot deflected, and it deflects right into the hands of Finley. Finley driving into the lane. Doesn't have a shot, and this is going to be a traveling violation. As he thought he might be able to elevate, he was in the lane with two other shaps defensively. Clark checks out, and uh, Nakari Gahan checks into the ballgame. The 6'8 senior forward shooting 57% from the field. Averaging just over 7.5 points per ballgame, 4 rebounds per ballgame. Also has 13 blocks in the 2020-2021 campaign. KJ coming across the timeline, dumps it off to Mankel, now down low to Igehan. Igehan trying to draw a double team, doesn't come his way. Swings it around to McManus, to Mankel, to Adams, now back over to Moat, spot up three-pointer from the left wing, just off the front iron. Pulling down the rebound in the open court is Jaron Brown, who's also checked in for the Raiders. Jordan Stone trying to work his way against to the top of the elbow. Good defense there by McManus. Now back over to Fivery. Fivery with three of the five points, drives into the lane, hangs there, puts up a runner, and that one falls for William Fivery. He has five points of the game. It's 12-7 Westlake with 2.05 to play here in the first quarter. Moat comes across the timeline on the right side of the logo. Calls out the play here. Gets it over to McManus. McManus on the left wing. Now feeds Moat in the corner. Now into the post. Good ball movement here to Igehan. Igehan goes up strong. Bryant fouls him. So no shot there as the collision happened on the way up for Igehan. And they're actually going to call the foul on William Fivery. So that's the third team foul. And the first personal foul as Igehan strides to the line. He's a 50% shooter from the charity stripe, and he misses the front end as Jaden Greathouse will check in. Swindell's back in. He'll spell Fivery for the moment as Greathouse will check in. The six foot three. Sophomore guard, Igehan with another shot. And that shot falls for Igehan. 13-7, a six-point advantage here for Westlake. Finley with a basketball and the right-handed dribble across the timeline. Going for the steals, K.J. Adams on Brown. Brown driving, Igehan rejects his shot from the right block. Bryant able to get the offensive rebound, and he puts it back as Bryant is on the board with his first field goal. Nice job there on the offensive glass after the shot was rejected. Brown's shot wouldn't go as K.J. 
was able to poke or excuse me, Gahan was able to poke it away. But Bryant was in the right spot at the right time, and he could drive and put that ball back up in. 13-9. Now KJ in the corner, driving baseline, going up for the scoop shot. That one is good right around the rim for KJ Adams. KJ now with 7 of the 15 for Westlake. They lead 15-9. Great house picks up Finley in the front court. Finley still looking. Gets it over to Jaron Brown. Brown on the left wing. Wants to reset offensively. Final minute of the first quarter. Finley trying to take Greathouse off the dribble. Drives in. Puts up the shot. No good. Bryant pulls down the offensive rebound. Now loose ball fought for on the ground. And it looks like we'll have a jump ball. And the possession arrow will belong to Cedar Ridge. Our apologies. The possession sign actually isn't on right now. As Diego Schleppe will check into the ballgame. The six-foot senior guard. Schleppe, an 80% shooter inside the free inside the three-point line, a 39% shooter. So he is deadly from beyond the arc, and he's checked into the ballgame here for the final 40 seconds of the first quarter. Now slipping a pass to Jordan Stone, back over to Brown. Brown trying to head fake K.J. Adams. He's not falling for it. Final half minute of the first quarter. Westlake leading by six, 15-9. Now Brown in the corner again. Bounce pass on the baseline to Bryant. Bryant deed up by Igehan, and that pass back out to Brown is tipped away by K.J. Adams out of bounds. So with that, Jordan Stone looking inbound. He's going to have to run it all the way down, and Greathouse beats him for the transition bucket. He puts it up with the right hand. That's athleticism for you right there as Greathouse immediately runs down the basketball as they try to feed it to the backcourt. He intercepted and took it to the hole, 17-9. Final 10 seconds. Working for the last shot here is Swindell. Swindell driving in, loses handle. Once again, Great House gifts it up to K.J. Adams, who launches a half-court shot just inside the logo. It's no good. And Westlake has the advantage after one quarter of play. They lead Cedar Ridge here in the Bi-District Championship, 17-9. Back after this, this is Westlake Basketball. Hi, this is Joe Taylor, the voice of the Shaps. And like you, I work hard and I work out even harder. I love exercise and I don't want pain or injury to keep me from reaching my fitness goals. I want you to try CryoFit for all your recovery and wellness needs. CryoFit is Austin's recovery headquarters. And with two locations in Westlake, you're never too far away from their championship level treatment. Click mycryofit.com and see for yourself. CryoFit is Westlake owned and operated so they know what it means to be Shap strong. CryoFit, where your recovery is just as important as your Workout. Boston Performance and Counseling Psychology provides mental health care and sports psychology services in West Austin. APCP is owned and operated by Dr. Mike Johnson, a licensed psychologist in the state of Texas. Dr. Johnson has worked with elite college student athletes at the University of Arkansas and Kansas State University, as well as with U.S. Special Forces. Whether you're a student athlete looking to improve your confidence or a professional experiencing career challenges, make an appointment today at AustinPerformancePsych.com. That's Austin Performance PS1. We welcome you back to live coverage. KJ Adams, along with Nigehan, Great House, Moat, and Schleppe on the floor here for Westlake as the Shaps lead 17 9 here in the Bay District. We get the second quarter started. It's Brown Swindell along with Stone and Bryant on the floor for Cedar Ridge. Great house 
Gets the ball at the top of the arc here. Now gets it over to the left wing to Moat. Moat now down low in the post here. Double coverage coming here on the left block. Fighting through it is K.J. Adams, and he does it with ease. As Adams is on the board here in the second quarter. He has nine points in the ballgame, 19-9. Your score, Westlake with their largest lead. Now trying to shake off Diego Schleppe as Swindell. Drives in the hole. That shot rejected by Igehan. Ricochets over to Stone. Stone gets it over to Bryant. Bryant puts up the shot. That one no good. Schleppe tips away the rebound, and it falls into the hands of Jordan Stone. Now Moat takes the ball away. Moat across the timeline. Beats his man. Drives into the lane. Nobody wants to defend him. He puts up the shot with the left hand. He can't get it to go off the backboard. Now in transition is Cedar Ridge looking to lob it over to Brown, and Brown is ready for the pass, but Swindell... Couldn't get the ball over to him inside in time, I should say, as Greathouse helped to p- cause the disruption there as Swindell lost the basketball out of bounds. Ryan Brooks checks back into the ball game for Swindell. And K.J. Adams will inbound to Moat. The Chaparrales, as a team, shooting 44%. One of two from uh, beyond the arc. And as a team has grabbed six rebounds overall, Gahan now down low, trying to go up for a shot from the left block after he finally got control of the basketball, and he is fouled. Looks like they have called the foul on Bryant. And for Marcel Bryant... The fifth team foul for Cedar Ridge. First shot is up and no good for Igehan, who is one for two. Now two of three, or excuse me, one of three, as Fivery checks into the ballgame. Fivery discussing defensive options here on the miss. Igehan's second shot is up and good. He has two in the ballgame, both from the charity stripe. It's now 20 to nine. The lead is 11 for Westlake. Jaden Finley coming across the timeline. A casual dribble here across the logo. Trying to take Jaden Greathouse. Using his speed. Doesn't have it. Kicks it back up to the top of the arc to Fivery. Looking to cruise towards the elbow. Doesn't have it. Dishes it off to Brown. Brown trying to work around Schleppe. Here comes the double team. He's caught in the lane. Now kicks it out to the corner to Bryant. Bryant driving baseline. And Diego Schleppe picks his pocket. Schleppe with a steal. He's trying to dribble and get away from Bryant. Kicks it over to Jaden Greathouse. Greathouse now into the corner to K.J. Adams, fighting through the double team, and he fires Diego Schleppe, who had the steal, a wide-open three-point shot. That one is no good, and it ricochets off the back iron and hits the metal overhang here that comes down from the rafters, signifying a dead ball. Gahan checks out of the ballgame. Epic defense there as he had two blocks along with the two made free throws. Preston Clark checks back in. Finley coming across the timeline, deed up here by Greathouse, stops at the right wing, kicks it over to the corner to Brown. Brown with a three-point shot left wide open there. That one no good. Schleppe with the rebound, wants to run. He'll calm it down, now shifts it over to K.J. Adams. Adams drives in. That shot is rejected, but there's a ton of contact. Didn't hear the whistle, but it is a foul. So that's Bryant's second personal foul. Westlake yet to commit a foul here in the first half as K.J. strides to the line to shoot two. First shot is up and good for K.J. Adams, who now has three in the quarter. Cade Mankel and Blake Nielsen checking back into the ball game, and we see an opportunity here for Quentin Black to head to his bench.
Second shot for KJ is up and good. He now has four in the quarter. Now into the game for Cedar Ridge is Cade Cottrell. Cottrell down low on the paint, trying to turn around in the post and doesn't have it. Loses the basketball out of bounds. It's poked away by Westlake, so it will belong. And a timeout's going to be called. Looks like a 30-second timeout. We will take it as well. Back in a moment, this is Westlake Basketball. We started caring for people in a small house in Austin, Texas, 100 years ago. Today, we deliver more babies, care for more hearts, treat more high-risk and complex cases, and handle more emergencies, including trauma, than anyone in Central Texas. The goal was never to be the biggest, just the best. St. David's Healthcare. The best is here. Cottrell, the six foot six sophomore post player, into the ball game along with Jaden Finley, William Fivery, Jaron Brown, and Ryan Brooks. That's the quintet here for Cedar Ridge on the inbound, coming off the timeout. Back out to the top of the arc here to Ryan Brooks, will reset. Finley now trying to make a move on Mankel, stops at the high elbow, looking for some help, doesn't have it. Nice. Opportunity here to swing around is Ryan Brooks. Brooks trying to drive against Mankel in the lane with a right-handed dribble, tries to feed down low, and that's taken away by Preston Clark and into the hands of Nielsen. Nielsen over to Moat on the right wing. Step back three-pointer. That one is good for Ian Moat. He has five in the ballgame. 25-9, appropriate for number 25 as he drills that three-pointer, and now Westlake on a run. Now Fivery trying to work around. Moat drives to the high elbow, working in the post. Now in the paint, turn around, one-handed jumper, no good. Moat pulls down the rebound. Moat inside five minutes, feeds Nielsen. Nielsen sees the opening, fadeaway shot just outside the block, no good. And Jaron Brown's going to get called for the foul. That's uh, Jaron Brown's first personal foul. In the uh, active shooting was Nielsen, so Nielsen will go to the line. He is a 60% free-throw shooter during the regular season. And the right-handed shooter drills the first one. He has four points in the game, one of one from the line, and now Ernest Swindell checking back into the ballgame as Brown will take a seat. Seven team fouls, so we are in the bonus already here for Cedar Ridge. No team fouls on Westlake just yet as Nielsen... Fires up his second opportunity, and that one is good. So Nielsen with five points in the ballgame, 27-9 your score. Brown coming across the timeline. Swindell now with the basketball over to the right wing, kicks it back out to Brooks. Brooks gets it over to Fivery. Fivery now feeds Brooks back over to Finley. Finley with the left-handed dribble, stops at the high elbow and retreats to reset the half-court offense, waiting for a screen, doesn't have it. Nice defense there by Mankel. He drives in, bounce pass, catches Fivery, and there is another steal as now on the opportunity on the transition, Moat tried to feed K.J. Adams. Adams able to chase down the loose ball in transition. Moat gets a cross-court pass, drives into the lane, tries to put up a shot. It's altered, 
And K.J. Adams able to pick up the loose ball and reset the offense. Mankel now at the top of the arc from the left wing. That one is good as Cade Mankel was left about three feet of room on the left wing and fired up a three-pointer. That one's good. He has five in the game, and it's now 30-9 to as Westlake has erupted here offensively in the second quarter. Finley stops at the high right elbow, hands it off to Brooks. Brooks trying to drive against Mankel. Mankel now comes over from the double team with help from Preston Clark. Turnaround jumper is not there for Ryan Brooks, and it's a rebound for Westlake. Mankel trying to drive in, kicks it out to Moat. Moat looking into the post, lobbed down low to the left block to K.J. Adams. Adams with the turnaround, and that shot is rejected. He gets his own rebound, and again, he is rejected. He picks up his own offensive board and finally completes the layup. Six points in the quarter for K.J. Adams. It's 32-9. Back-to-back offensive rebounds here in the final three minutes of the first half. Winding down. On the right wing is William Fever. Fivery trying to find Finley. Now gets Swindell at the top of the arc. Swindell trying to dribble drive into the lane on Moat. Swings around with a turnaround jumper. That one no good. Another rebound put back here by Cottrell is good. Cade Cottrell on the board here in the second quarter with his first bucket. And that one, as Cottrell gets it to fall, breaks a huge scoring drought. With 2.35 left in the first half. Cedar Ridge finally get to double digits on the scoreboard. Mank on the left wing. Now he feeds to the left block. The double team comes. K.J. Adams has the ball poked away from him again. And it's touched out of bounds last by Ryan Brooks. Marcel Bryant will check back into the ballgame. Cottrell will take a seat. Also into the ballgame now for Westlake. Donovan Santoro Simmons, six foot seven junior guard. Moat gets it over to Mankel, who taps it out to uh, Santoro. Moat almost had the ball stolen away from him by Ernest Swindell, but Moat able to control it, working around to Santoro's screen, trying to stop at the high post, gets it over to the left wing to Mankel. Mankel now feeds Nielsen. Nielsen drives to the baseline, puts up the shot. It's no good. And Brooks pulls down the rebound. Now Fiverr into the open court here. 32 at 11, your score, 225. Now Fiverr driving in, kicks out to the left wing to Bryant. Bryant driving in, that shot no good, but he is fouled. Lots of contact as the double team came into the paint. And the foul is going to be called. So Donovan Santoro picks up the team's first foul with his first personal Bryant strides to the line. The first shot is up and no good for Marcel Bryant. Connor McManus and Jaden Greathouse will check in here for Mankel and Nielsen. Also checking back in for Cedar Ridge is Jordan Stone. Stone, Swindell, Finley heads to the bench as Fivery is in the ballgame along with Brooks. Second shot for Marcel Bryant is good. He has three points in the ballgame, 32-12. It's a 20-point advantage for Westlake. It's been as high as 21. Great house. Touch pass over to McManus. Swindell almost stole the basketball, but Moat was able to clear it out and regain control of the basketball in the backcourt. He comes into the front court, working around a Preston Clark screen. Step back, long two-pointer. That shot altered. Clark able to get the loose ball. Fires over to Moat. Moat elevates for a three-pointer from the right corner, and that one is no good. Santoro fought for the rebound, thought he might have had it, and he was... Unfortunately, the last man to touch it as Clark checks out. K.J. Adams checks back in after the brief breather here in the first half.
20-point advantage here is Swindell trying to work against Jaden Greathouse. Fires over to the baseline about 18 feet away for Ryan Brooks. Brooks drives in, puts in the finger roll. He gets the shot to fall, and he's fouled. So count the bucket as I believe that's Santoro's second personal foul. Love to see who it's against. And I believe that is the case. Waiting for a little bit more definitive call, but uh, Santoro charged with the team's second foul. First shot is up and no good. Or excuse me, the second shot is up and no good here for Brooks. K.J. Adams dribbling down towards the baseline. Feeds K feeds Ian Moat from the right wing. That one no good. Rebound cleared out here by Ryan Brooks. Elevated three-point shot here from Fiverr from the corner. Long carom rebound. He chases it down himself, does Fiverr. Now gets it back over here to Jordan Stone. Stone elevates from the right wing. That three-pointer no good. 32-14. to 14. Your score as Moat. With 105 is deed up here right at the logo across the timeline by Swindell. McManus here on the left wing trying to work his way out towards K.J. Adams to the top of the arc. Adams holding the basketball, dishes it off to Jaden Greathouse. Quick pass over to Moat. Moat with a crossover dribble, drives in, puts up the shot. He is hammered there by Ryan Brooks. And Ian will go to the line to shoot two. Hard foul there by Ryan Brooks. So Moat will go to the line to shoot two, 68% free throw shooter during the regular season. The uh, senior point guard averaging just over 11 points per ballgame, three boards per ballgame, along with three assists. He has 26 steals coming into this one, and his first free throw shot caroms off the front iron. No good for Moat. Cade Cottrell checks back in here as Ryan Brooks is sent to the bench here after that hard foul against Moat. Moat with a couple of dribbles. Fires up his second shot, and that one is good for Ian. Six points in the ballgame for Mo. 33-14. to 14, Final 45 seconds here in the first half. Westlake with a commanding lead. Swindell trying to make a move against Greathouse. Doesn't have it. Gets it over to Fivery. Fivery trying to dribble drive down in the paint. Has the ball knocked away from him, but a reach-in foul is going to be called against Westlake. This will be on the floor, so no free throws here. And the foul is going to be called on Jaden Greathouse. Actually, they're going to call it on Ian Moat. It's his first personal foul. Third team foul for Westlake. So 33-14, to 14, and Fivery will inbound the basketball underneath his own hoop. Looking for some effort here. Lobbed to Bryant. Bryant on the right wing working against K.J. Adams. Hands the ball off down low. Driving baseline is Jordan Stone. Lobs it back out to the top. Poked away momentarily by Greathouse. Now Clark gets a handle on it, but... Somehow, Cedar Ridge able to keep it in play. Kicks it over to Fivery from the left wing. Long, long three-point shot from the corner. No good. Connor McManus had the rebound, but the back of his shoe hit the baseline. So it's a turnover there as McManus was kind of caught right there without some real estate to work with on the carom from the three-point shot from Fivery in the corner. So on the inbound, Jordan Stone feeds Fivery, trying to work around Moat. Doesn't have it. Gives it up to Swindell at the top of the arc. Step back three-pointer on Greathouse, and he drills it. Nice job there creating space as Swindell knocks down his first field goal. That's a three-pointer. It's 33-17. to 17. Final two seconds. KJ with the shot from the left wing. That one just caroms out. And the Chaparrales will head to the locker room up 33-17 to 17 over Cedar Ridge. When we come back after this brief timeout, we'll give you some stats, and, of course, we'll bring back our interview with Robert Lucero 
from our pregame conversation right after this as we gear up for the Plains Capital Halftime Show. Westlake leading Cedar Ridge 33-17. This is Westlake Basketball. Austin's new choice for BMW is proud to sponsor the Westlake Chaps. Hendrick BMW of South Austin is transforming the luxury car buying experience with a 100,000 square foot state-of-the-art facility just five miles south of downtown. With over 250 new BMWs in stock, plus a great selection of certified BMWs, you'll score big with the Hendrick difference. It's an automotive experience beyond your expectations. It's a winning drive just off South I-35 at Stastny Lane and BMW of South Austin whether you're watching football hanging at the tailgate or playing around to golf, you want to look sharp. That's why we've partnered with Cricket Shirts. And according to co-founder Billy, he's all about keeping it Austin. And if there ever was a city that sort of captured the spirit of the 19th hole, it's Austin, Texas. And if there's anything that ever like kind of captured the spirit of community, it's Texas high school football. And co-founder Hobson Brown agrees it's the perfect shirt for all occasions. Yeah, it's a shirt you can wear uh, on the course. It's a shirt you can wear in the boardroom. And it's a shirt you can wear to the football game on a Friday night. Find your design at cricketshirts.com We welcome you back to the Plains Capital Halftime Show. Joe Taylor joining you here from Alabama Court of the Bi-District Championship between Westlake and Cedar Ridge. Westlake leading Cedar Ridge 33-17. We take a look at the team stats first for the visiting Cedar Ridge Raiders. They are 7 of 22, good for 32% from the field. They have hit 33% of their shots inside the three-point line. They're 2 of 7 from beyond the arc, good for 29%. They made 1 of 3 free throws and 10 total rebounds and 3 blocks. Again, all three of those blocks against K.J. Adams. They've turned the ball over 8 times and for Westlake, we take a look at the team totals here. Westlake shooting 35% overall from the field, shooting 44% inside the three-point line, 23% from beyond the arc. They've made 10 of their 13 free throws, good for 77%, and they've grabbed 17 rebounds, nine of those rebounds, nine of those 17 on the offensive glass, dished out three assists, and created five steals, two blocks, a turnover, only one turnover, and uh, committed just three fouls. So, again, pretty good stuff here for Westlake as a team overall. Cade Mankel with five points in 13 minutes. He is one of one from the – he is two of two from the field. And uh, Blake Nielsen with five points. He is one of three from uh, the field, including that three-pointer. He's also drilled both of his free throws. Nagari Gahan – in five minutes played as two points in the ballgame. K.J. Adams leading all scores with 13 points. He is 4 of 11 shooting, 4 of 9 from inside the three-point line and uh, took two shots from beyond the arc, 0 for 2. He's made all five of his free throws and collected six rebounds, including an assist. Ian Moat in 16 minutes has six points on 2 of 9 shooting, 1 of 4 inside the three-point line, 1 of 5 outside the three-point line. He is one of two with uh, free throws, picked up three defensive rebounds and an assist. Preston Clark, 11 minutes, no points, but he has played well defensively. Does have a rebound and created two steals. Diego Schleppe in limited minutes, just three minutes, no points scored, obviously. He is 0 for 1 from beyond the arc. Collected a rebound and forced two steals. Connor McManus in a limited time. Collected two rebounds. And Jaden Greathouse with two points in the ballgame. On one of one, he created that opportunity on a steal 
and converted in the transition bucket. Does have a, a steal to his record as well. So that's a look at your first half stats. And uh, earlier this ap- earlier this afternoon, I should say early evening, got to had an opportunity to catch up with the head men's basketball coach for Westlake, Robert Lucero, and I wanted to bring back just how difficult it's been managing through the winter weather and the school closures on top of dealing with the COVID-19 protocols and, of course, looking ahead towards the playoffs. We actually preview this game in this conversation, but if you missed it, here's Robert Lucero before the game uh, here tonight as we caught up with head coach of Westlake. Visiting with head men's basketball coach Robert Lucero ahead of a bi-district championship game. And like football, you get a game at home. Seven years here at Westlake, but in your career coaching, have you ever had a home playoff game where you got to host? We did here against Decaney my second year. Uh, we played Pflugerville in the first round up at Cedar Ridge. Coach Peavy's the head coach at Duncan Mill right now, but he used to be at Aiken, so he was very familiar with the Austin area. So they played on a Monday, we played on a Tuesday and Coach PV uh, wanted to play the game on Thursday, so that would have been one day of prep for us. And we know we wanted the two days since we had just played. And I said, well, we're, we can play Thursday if we play at Westlake. And he agreed. We got pretty lucky that evening. You know, he's from Austin. He knew all the officials and, and all that. So uh, we got pretty lucky. I'm not sure uh, if we win that game if it's at a neutral site. They were pretty good that year. Let's go ahead and talk about the elephant in the room. This has been uh, probably, outside of COVID, one of the most difficult 10 days because last Tuesday night, you have your senior night, you win the district championship, your sixth consecutive district championship, and then all of a sudden, snow and winter weather. And I know you were really happy to get that game in because you didn't know what was going to happen, but how have you handled the layoff? How have the kids handled the layoff? And how have you been able to communicate just how important it is to stay in shape and watch what they eat? Yeah, well, you know, we, we got that game in, which was good for us because when we beat San Marcos here, that knocked them out of the playoff contention, and it kind of set our district. So that way, uh, the tiebreaker game games didn't have to be played we had already planned to give that saturday off because we had already talked to cedar ridge we we're going to play on thursday uh then the snow and ice hits and so you know you're just you're, everybody's locked in their home we got we played in the snow a little bit with bow and stuff and then uh luckily friday we were able to get a practice in um thank goodness we were we were really bad looked like we hadn't played or done anything in a week um, you know all the gyms had been shut down and so that was good and then saturday we actually had a little two-a-day. We practiced early. Um, I think it was 11. Uh, we still wanted to make sure all the ice melted. It was about an hour and 15, but it was mostly shooting and, and some walkthrough stuff, a little bit of defense. Um, and we were hoping that we knew who we played already um, because Stony Point had to play against Westwood in the morning. They narrowly lost that game. Then they ended up beating Huddle, which forced a tiebreaker game with Cedar Ridge at 6. So then we practiced at 3. We busted through a full practice, and then um, I went up there and watched the game. Uh, so then we had uh, yesterday was a little bit more of a normal day. Um, so, you know, just uh, one of those things. Luckily, we were able to get, you know, three practices in before this game. You look at William Fivery, 15 points per ball game, 6'2", senior shooting guard, the guy that absolutely can score from anywhere on the court. I think that's really the idea defensively. Mm-hmm. You have a size mismatch in the backcourt. Obviously, you guys have a lot more length than uh, Cedar Ridge's backcourt. But overall, your assessment of Cedar Ridge is you got to scout them. And, of course, from the earlier win that you had over the ball club earlier this season, in non-district play. Well, I definitely think they're not a fourth-place team. Uh, they were 8-1. and one. So they were 8-0, and 0, had a game for first place against Huddle that they lost, and then they uh, got quarantined 
Um, I don't think they even had a positive case. I think there was something at the school where they shut it down, and then they ended up playing the next three games without practice. You know, so you just think you're going to play three of the top teams in your district without practice, and they ended up losing those games, uh, which took them down to eight and four. Uh, so I, I definitely think they're better. Uh, for, you know, just like every year, they're, they're a good fourth-place team. Uh, they do a great job of getting downhill, um, and they know how to play off penetration very well. Uh, so, you know, we're going to make sure that we try to stay in front of them and try to make sure we're not overhelping so that they're not getting easy drop-off passes at the rim. Marcel Bryant's the guy down low that obviously plays very well around the basket, also plays very good on the offensive glass. I think that is something that if you were to look at a matchup, Westlake on the offensive glass, if you win that battle or at least keep it close, you have a good chance of winning and moving on to area. Yeah, if, if we can keep them off the glass and limit them to one possession, then it allows us to get into transition. Um, and I think we can uh, play well against, you know, in transition here at home without them setting their defense. Um, you know, the guy you mentioned, 24, he's a pretty, pretty big mismatch for most teams. Um, he's probably a little bit... Uh, close to KJ size, really strong, um, and but you know, luckily we have some guys that are similar to him. Um, he'll play on the perimeter, but post up a little bit. Um, but the one thing is, when they start getting downhill uh, on penetration, we have to make sure that we're helping. But then when the shot goes up, we're still finding our man on the box outs. We can't overhelp and not not know where we're at uh, defensively in our rebound protect, uh, rebound coverage. Final thought, coach. Normally, it's your senior leadership that takes over at this point in time. You've really identified who those leaders are you know with culture class they have been able to take your message to the rest of the team but obviously with covid and with the weather the seniors really have had to step up with one another and then throughout the whole team obviously it's a little bit different when you're dealing with you know 18 19 guys versus you know a team full of 100 guys but how have the senior leaders stepped up in communication making sure everybody is accountable during this long layoff well, i think one of the things that they do really well that you know probably better than the teams prior is they're really like a one group you know we have 18 guys so it's not like everybody's going to be you know best friends but at the same time they all spend a great deal amount of time together um you know they communicate with one another well when we get into culture class or film uh they're very open and honest um about the, some of the things that happened in the past that we don't want to resurface um and you know nobody you know everybody you know, you try to forget about Warren, but you want to learn from it from last year also. And the finality of that season coming to an end with a loss, uh, nobody, you know, wants to face that right now. Um, you know, everybody really likes each other and, and is enjoying this season, so we would like to keep it going as long as possible. He's Robert Lucero, head coach of Westlake Men's Basketball, ahead of tonight's bi-district championship with Cedar Ridge here at home at Westlake. Coach, thanks so much for Thank the time, and as always, good luck. Thank you. All right, the head coach of Westlake Men's Basketball, Robert Lucero, of course, his thoughts there pregame. Wanted to bring that back to you and just in case you had not heard it. Joe Taylor back with you courtside here. And that was a quick halftime, folks. 33-17, to Westlake with the lead here over Cedar Ridge in the first round. It'll be the starting five for the Cedar Ridge Raiders. Swindell, Finley, Fivery, Bryant, and Brooks. Swindell with three points. Fivery with five points. Bryant with three Brooks with three, and Kate Trell with two. And they start here, moving right to left in their purple uniforms. Brooks trying to shake around. Preston Clark can't do it in the high post, kicks it over to Bryant. Bryant spots up for a three-pointer. That one no good. Mo pulls down the rebound. We're 20 seconds into this one, and Westlake already with an offensive possession. Nielsen comes across the timeline after the pass from Moat. 
Moat trying to work around a Clark screen. Doesn't have it. Drives down the baseline. Creates some space. Launch pass. Actually hits the bottom of the rim. And Moat goes down. Finley on the other end. Dribble drives through a double team. And manages to scoop it in with the left hand. Mo finally getting up. And he says he's okay. Right hand went up with a thumbs up. As Finley adds his first points of the ball game. 33 to 19 and Mo a little ginger there as he will kind of walk jog off the floor. Jaden Greathouse will check in. So we'll have to see if Mo's okay. But Greathouse will check in here for the time being in the opening 45 seconds. Cody Watkins, head trainer here for Westlake, checking on Moat as he recovers on the bench area. Greathouse comes across the timeline, dribble drives against. His defender, Ernest Swindell, launches it over to the left wing. K.J. Adams, three-point shot's no good, and Cade Mankel is there for the board on the offensive glass. Cade Mankel with a finger roll. This is going to be an offensive foul on Cade Mankel. They call the charge on Cade. That's his first personal foul, first team foul for Westlake. He elevated from the left block, tried to spin that ball into the cylinder there, and unfortunately... For Cade Mankel, it just made too much contact. Good defense there down on the baseline by Cedar Ridge. Finley comes across the timeline for the Raiders. Looks at a step back three. Decides against it. Hands it off to Fivery. Fivery dribbles down into the lane. Step back. Little one-handed runner is good from eight feet away for William Fivery. He has seven points in the ballgame. So a 4-0 run here to start things off for Cedar Ridge. KJ. Cross-court pass over to Mankel. Frees up Greathouse. Greathouse. Wide open here for a three-point shot from the left wing. That one no good. Nielsen fighting for the rebound, but collecting the loose ball on the other end is Finley. Finley trying to drive in. Gives it up to Swindell. Jump shot from the high right elbow, and that one is good. Ernest Swindell with his first points. He has five in the ball game, and all of a sudden, it's a 10-point advantage. 33-23 as Cedar Ridge put on a 6-0 run. Mankel, lob pass down low to Preston Clark. He puts up the shot. It's no good. The offensive board is there for K.J. Adams. He puts up the shot. It's no good. Adams gets his own rebound and collects the bucket right on top of the rim. And he has 15 points in the ballgame. 35-23. to 23. The lead is 12. It's been as high as 21. Finley driving down the left side of the lane. Puts up the shot. That one's no good. But Brooks is there for the putback. He has five in the game. Great house. Getting it over to K.J. Adams. Back to a 10-point advantage here as fighting tooth and nail are the Raiders. Three-point shot here from K.J. Adams from the left wing. No good. Preston Clark pulls down get another offensive rebound. Cade Mankel now finds Nielsen in the corner. Three-point shot. That one no good off the front iron. Swindell skies for the rebound on the left block. Double knee braced Swindell comes across the timeline here into the high post. Kicks it out to Fivery. Fivery for a three-pointer, and that one is good as... I will tell you what, folks, it is now inside double digits for the first time since the first quarter as Cedar Ridge has come out smoking hot. Fivery hits the three that forces the timeout. Five points in the quarter. He has 10 in the game. And what was a 21-point lead at one point in the second quarter and a 33-17 lead at the break is now a 35-28 score. As now within seven points are the Cedar Ridge Raiders. Whatever Quentin Black said to his crew, they came out absolutely all guns blazing. 
Joe Taylor joining you live here. What was a a 33-17 lead. Is now a 35-28 lead. That is an 11-2 run to start things off in the first three minutes of the third quarter. So five minutes left. Nielsen stays on the floor along with Mankel Clark. Schleppe's checked into the ball game now as K.J. Adams remains in the game. Starting five still on the floor here for the Cedar Ridge Raiders. Schleppe with the right-handed dribble, looking to work against Finley. Coming across the timeline, gives it over to Mankel on the right wing. Moving left to right of the Westlake Chaparrales. K.J. Adams hands it off to Diego Schleppe, who finds Nielsen. Nielsen wide open for a moment, but a touch pass in to K.J. Adams. And the left-handed jump shot here from the uh, left block is no good. Diego Schleppe fought for a moment there, tried to upend that defensive rebound from Cedar Ridge and poked it out of bounds. They will opt to have Ryan Brooks inbound the basketball. Make that uh, William Fivery will inbound the basketball to Finley. 35-28, and it's an 11-2 run here for Cedar Ridge. Finley driving down the right side of the lane, picks up Fivery. Fivery on Mankel, dribble drives with a head fake, double team, puts up the shot with the left hand. That one is no good. Rebound fought for by Brooks, and Brooks counters with an offensive board. It's now a five-point game, folks. It's been as high as 21. Moat looking to get back into the ball game after being injured in the opening offensive possession. Mankel gets it over to Schleppe. Schleppe down low here to K.J. Adams. Back over to Schleppe, over to Mankel. Mankel to the corner to Nielsen. Nielsen with a three-point shot. That one falls for Blake Nielsen, his second three-pointer in the ball game, and he has eight points in the contest. Back up to an eight-point lead, 38-30, with Moat patiently waiting for the next dead ball. Now Swindell on the right wing, looking to shake and bake around Nielsen. Drives into the lane, doesn't have a shot. Stops just outside the left part of the lane, now trying to feed Bryant. Bryant dribble drives into the lane, kicks out to Finley. Finley were a three-pointer. That one no good off the front iron. Preston Clark collects the rebound. Schleppe into the front court to Mankel. Mankel inside to Clark. Clark getting back on defense, dishes it off to K.J. Adams, who throws it down with two hands. A huge bucket there as Westlake now has it back up to a 10-point advantage. A 5-0 run here to create some distance between the Raiders, 40-30. to 30. Now back up to Bryant at the top of the arc, drives in with some speed, hands up there defensively for K.J. Adams as the two collide. It's a foul on K.J. as Bryant will go to the line to shoot two. Actually, they're going to go ahead and call that the contact happened as he leapt up in the air. K.J. kind of came in on the back end of that play, so the foul is going to be called on Preston Clark. That's his first personal foul. Team's second foul here in the second half as Bryant goes to the line. His first shot is no good as Bryant is one for three from the line. Igehan checks in here for Preston Clark, and uh, Moat is back into the ballgame here. He checks in for Diego Schleppe. We mentioned Bryant to one of three from the line. His second shot is up, and it's no good. Nielsen skies for the rebound. Ten-point advantage here. It's in as high as 21. K.J. coming across the timeline here on the left wing. Looking for help from Igehan. Finally gets it. Drives into the lane. Shot is off as he loses the basketball. Bryant collects the loose ball. Now driving, looking to lower the shoulder against Mankel and turns the ball over. No foul called, but Moat comes away with a loose ball. Moat from the right wing, looking to lob it inside, doesn't have it. Cross-court corner pass to Nielsen, who drives to the baseline. Elevates, does Blakey. Knocks it in. Nice job there. Five points in the quarter. 
And now Cedar Ridge wants to talk about it as Nielsen had an open three shot from the corner, realized that the help wasn't there defensively, drove right down the baseline to put up the shot. Excellent decision there made by the senior guard as he has five points in the quarter, including a big three-pointer. It's a 42-30 lead back up to a 12-point advantage for Westlake with two minutes and 42 seconds left in the third quarter. Joe Taylor joining live courtside here from Albedit Court on the campus of Westlake High School. Only the second home game that Westlake has played in the playoffs in the seven-year tenure of one Robert Lucero. You heard in his pregame conversation that it, in his second year, they actually got a home game in the area championship round, and we are awaiting the final score in about seven minutes. New Braunfels and San Antonio Roosevelt will tip off in their bi-district championship series. Westlake or Cedar Ridge will get the winner of that matchup. And, of course, we won't know that until this game goes final, but we'll pay attention to it as San Antonio, Roosevelt, and New Braunfels do battle in Region 4. Next trip will most likely be a trip down I-35. 42-30 year score is... Connor McManus has checked into the ball game. So it's Mankel, McManus, Igehan, along with Moat and KJ Adams. Starting five, still in the ball game here for Cedar Ridge with two minutes and 35 seconds. Finley gets it over to Fivery. Fivery trying to dribble drive. Finds Brooks all alone. And that shot rejected by Igehan, his third block of the game. Moat coming across the timeline, trying to take his man off the dribble. Loses handle on the ball. Now retreats back to the logo to regroup on the half court. Feeds McManus. McManus, now Igehan. Igehan lobs it down to K.J. Adams, who finds Moat in the corner. Good ball movement. Left wing three-point shot here from Mankel. That one no good. And Swindell pulls down the rebound across the timeline. Swindell trying to take it all the way. Now dishes off to Brooks. Brooks with a nice conversion there. He has six points in the quarter. Nine in the game. 42-32. to 32. And that's a nice look there by Ernest Swindell. Well, no-look pass to the left post. Now McManus feeds K.J. Adams on the right wing. Adams deed up here by Bryant. Cross-court pass on the left wing. Now taking the three-point shot is Moat, and Moat drills it. His second three-pointer of the ball game. He has nine points, 45-32, to 32, a 13-point lead here for Westlake in the final 90 seconds of the third quarter. Now trying to take Westlake on the dribble is Finley. Finley kicks it back out. Top of the arc, three-point shot here for Swindell. That one is no good, and it kicks out of bounds. Nielsen will check in for Mankel, a sub coming in here for the Cedar Ridge Raiders. As getting an opportunity to play here for the first time is Tanner Fitch, the six-foot senior forward. Fitch in the ballgame. KJ over to Moat. Moat down low to Gahan. Double team comes. He puts up the off-balance shot. It's no good, and Gahan is fouled. So with that, Tanner Fitch is checks into the ballgame and immediately picks up his first personal foul. That's the first team foul here for Cedar Ridge in the second half. And the first free throw shot is up and no good for Nakari Igehan. 6'8 forward is 2 of 5. And it looks like it's going to be a lane violation here called against Westlake, so that'll wave off the shot. 0 for 2 on that stretch from the free throw line for Igehan. 
45 to 32 your score. Finley will bring the basketball up. Still just one sub in the ballgame for Cedar Ridge as Fitch is on the floor, starting four. Now, Fivery getting an opportunity here in the corner. Launches up for a three-point shot, and that one is good. His second one of the quarter. He has eight in the quarter and 11 in the game. 45 to 35. Final 45 seconds here in the third quarter. Westlake with McManus in the ball, trying to work around any Gahan screen. Now gives it over to the corner to K.J. Adams. Adams, cross-court pass to Nielsen, who's been hot. Nielsen from the right corner this time doesn't make it, but McManus pulls down the offensive rebound. He spots up from the corner after feeding Moat. Moat back over to McManus, and McManus drills the three-point shot. Six-foot-four junior guard shoots 46% from beyond the arc, and he just paved way for another 13-point advantage here as Fitch is caught in the corner defensively, loses control of the basketball, dives for the ball, and loses it out of bounds. Looking for contact from the official. And Wesley Williams looks right at him and says, no dice. So now, in the final five seconds, Moat moving the ball quickly up court. Now backs up, last second shot at the buzzer here. That three-pointer is no good. Now into the open floor here is Fitch, and Fitch won't have an opportunity to release the ball as the buzzer sounds. That'll do it for the third quarter of play. We'll be right back after this timeout. Westlake leading Cedar Ridge by 13, 48 to 35. Back in a moment, this is Westlake Basketball. We started caring for people in a small house in Austin, Texas, 100 years ago. Today, we deliver more babies, care for more hearts, treat more high-risk and complex cases, and handle more emergencies, including trauma, than anyone in Central Texas. The goal was never to be the biggest, just the best. St. David's Healthcare, the best is here. Choosing the right bank for your business or project can be a challenging decision. What services can I get? What's the best move for me? The best move for Westlake is Plains Capital Bank. They work here, they live here, and they raise their families right here in Westlake. They're committed to Westlake Athletics. They've got the big bank tools with community bank service. Go to plainscapital.com or simply stop by the Westlake branch located just behind the shops at Mira Vista on B Caves just west of Mopac. Working for Westlake right here in Westlake. Plains Capital Bank, member FDIC. We welcome you back to live coverage of Westlake basketball. Fourth quarter about to commence. 48 to 35, your score. Westlake with the lead over Cedar Ridge here in the bye district round. It'll be McManus, Moat, Adams, Egehan, and Nielsen on the floor here for Westlake. It'll be Swindell along with Finley, Fivery, Brooks, and Bryant. For Cedar Ridge, starting five. McManus trying to stay hot. He feeds to the corner, and McManus drills another three-pointer. He starts the fourth quarter off hot. Westlake up now 16-51 to 35. Two big free three-pointers here for McManus in the second half. Closes out the third quarter and starts the fourth quarter raining threes from that right corner. Now Swindell trying to work around McManus. Elevates in the lane. That shot is no good, but a foul away from the basketball. Fouls on Connor McManus, his first personal foul. And that's a third team foul, and that foul occurred on the floor. So Swindell will inbound the basketball underneath his own hoop. Gets it over to Fivery. Fivery trying to work baseline. Doesn't have it. Kicks it back out here to Brooks. Brooks trying to drive baseline against DeGahan. That ball is tipped by K.J. Adams in an attempt to feed Bryant in the left corner. 
and it will be Cedar Ridge basketball. And again, Fivery will inbound the basketball here. Looks like Swindell will take those honors now. 7-18 to play in the ballgame. Fighting for a berth in the area championship round. Swindell looking to inbound here on the left corner. Coming in to the lane as Brooks feeds Bryant. Bryant wide open for a three-point shot. That one no good. McManus pulls down the rebound. McManus gets it over to KJ. Casual dribble across the timeline for the senior. He feeds McManus at the top of the arc to reset the half-court offense into the high post to K.J. Adams. Adams with a dribble, tries to feed Nielsen on the baseline, and that pass picked off by Fivery. Now Fivery gets it over to Bryant. Bryant elevating in the transition, can't convert as K.J. was able to get back on defense and kind of tip the basketball and create enough of nuisance there. Bryant couldn't get body control to solidify that transition bucket. Now Moe feeding McManus. McManus with the hot hand from the corner. Three straight three-pointers for Connor McManus. 54-35 and just like that, the Shaps lead has increased by 19. 54-35. Picking up his dribble at the high right post here is Finley. Finley on the transition trying to work his way over to Fivery. Fivery with a wild shot that ricochets off the backboard. It didn't even catch iron. It caught the other side of the window. And Nielsen tried to elevate for the rebound, and when it caromed in an awkward fashion, had to kind of duck away from the basketball. It still made contact with him. So with the inbound, Fivery hands it off to Finley. Finley will reset with six minutes to play. Huge run here for Westlake. Elevating is Finley. Finley puts up the shot from the left block. That one is no good. Rebound fought for, and they're going to call a goaltend, I believe. Yep, that is the case. They're going to count that bucket. That is a goaltend. And I believe it will count for Fivery, who put up the shot. As Gahan's hand kind of made contact there with the net that altered the rim just a bit. So 54-37, to 37, K.J. Adams with the basketball, trying to dribble through traffic. Now finds Gahan on the left block. He puts up the shot. That shot no good underneath the basket. But once again, Gahan will go to the line to shoot two. So... Bryant picks up his third personal foul. That is the second team foul here in the second half for Cedar Ridge. And Gahan, who's had his struggles from the line, he is two of six. Make that two of seven now. With the 50% free throw shooter trying to get it together here. Second shot for Gahan is up and no good. And Brooks pulls down the rebound. 54 to 37, your score. 542 remaining in the ballgame. Coming across the timeline here, and now a timeout's going to be called. This is a 30-second timeout. We'll take it as well. Back in a moment, this is Westlake Basketball. When you buy or sell a piece of property, it helps to have a friend in the business. Independence Title will pick up the ball on your transaction and take it across the goal line. Independence is locally owned right here in Austin with deep roots in the Westlake community. Independence is also the Austin Business Journal's number one title company. Work with a home team at Independence Title. Call 329-5299 or go to independencetitle.com. Welcome back to live coverage of Westlake Basketball. Joe Taylor joining you courtside here from Alabama Court on the campus of Westlake High School in the Bay District Championship. What has been an impressive fourth quarter of play that includes three straight three-pointers 
by Connor McManus that has ignited this run as Westlake has got the lead back up to 54-37. to It was as high as 21, and in this quarter it's been as high as 19, but right now it sits at 54-37 to with 5.38 to play in the ballgame. Nielsen, McManus, Moat, Adams, and Igehan on the floor. Bryant, Brooks, along with Fivery, Finley, and Swindell, the starting five, back in for Cedar Ridge. Finley looking to work against McManus here, working around a screen from Brooks, gets the pass down to Bryant. Bryant operating against Igehan. Igehan defending well, but Bryant able to put it in from the left block. His first points of the second half. He has five of the ballgame. 54 to 39. Adams with the basketball, dribbles between the legs, gets it over to McManus. McManus deed up by Swindell into the high post here to Igehan. Igehan looking to make a move with the left hand, kicks it back out to Adams. Adams feeds Igehan again, turns around in the lane. That shot is good with the right hand. Nice look for K.J. Adams down low, keeping Igehan's spirits high as he fights through the double team there at point-blank range just beneath the rim. 56-39. to 39. As Finley looks to work around a Brooks screen, doesn't have it in the zone defense. Now Fiverr gets loose at the right wing from NBA range, converts William Fivery with his third three-pointer of the half. He has five in the quarter. 13 in the second half alone. Guy Gahan able to sneak in the back door there on the baseline, fed nicely there down low by McManus. So Gahan with a pair of buckets here in the fourth quarter. Back up to a 58-42 lead. Fivery driving down the lane. Puts up the nice finger roll there and it scoots in off the back iron. So Fivery having a whale of a fourth quarter. A whale of a second half after dropping five in the first half. 58-44. Adams with a cross-court pass to Moat. Down low to Gahan. Here comes the double team. He puts it up with the right hand. And once again... Igehan converts from the right block. Six straight points for Nagari Igehan. 60-44, lead back up to 16. Now flying in with speed is Jaden Finley. He drives right into the lane and finishes immediately with the left hand. He's four points in the half, four points in the game overall. Adams looking to lob down low, staying with the hot hand. Igehan this time is going to walk with the basketball. Finley took a swipe at it and made contact with the ball, and that's when he picked up that foot. Nielsen will check in. Mankel will head into the ball game as Nielsen getting high fives from his teammates here. Vivery getting the ball into Swindell. We do have a sub here for the Cedar Ridge Raiders. Jordan Stone on the floor now for the Raiders. Swindell caught in the left block, feeds out Fivery. Fivery staying hot, working against Mankel. Nice little finger roll as he works around Mankel. And Fivery is hot for the Raiders. Keep it a minute. 60-48 to 48 with 310 to play. In this fourth quarter, Fivery has converted nine points in the quarter alone. Mankel now gets it over to the Al Bennett logo, K.J. Adams. Adams forced. Out of the holding pattern there as he gets it over to Moat. Back over to McManus. Over to Mankel. Mankel right in front of the bench. Gets it over to Moat. 2.45 and the clock moving here in the fourth quarter. 12-point advantage here for Westlake. Now back over to Mankel as Moat kicks it back out to K.J. Adams. Bit of a four-corner opportunity here for Westlake to waste some time. Moat trying to work against Stone. Now a reach-in foul is going to be called. 
just the third team foul. So with that, I believe that's Jordan Stone's first personal foul. Both teams with three team fouls. McManus trying to lob it into K.J. Adams. Adams deed up by Bryant, hands it off to McManus. McManus with a behind-the-back dribble, and now another reach-in foul here, this time by William Fivery. So four team fouls here, and that's going to bring in Tanner Fitch again. Senior forward will check in here for Fivery. Fivery is going to have to take a seat here momentarily. 60-48, to 48, a 12-point advantage here for Westlake. It's been as high as 21 in this half, as high as 19. Now a reach-in foul on Bryant as Fitch and Bryant both try to switch. So it's going to be called on Bryant. That is his fourth personal foul. Fifth-team foul here is trying to conserve as much clock as possible is Cedar Ridge. McManus looking to inbound here to Moat. Once again, Fitch reaching in for the foul to create the opportunity so they can create more possessions. One more foul gets us into the bonus. Or Westlake will have to shoot the one and one, which will give an opportunity for a possession here. One more foul is expected as Mankel, once again, Fitch, is awarded the foul, and he has done his duty as the foul enforcer there. He'll check out for Fivery. As Fitch had fouls to give, and he gives two in that possession alone. So now a one and one opportunity here for Cade Mankel. Mankel on the season. A 71% free throw shooter has yet to go to the line this evening. He has five points in the ballgame. A few dribbles with the right hand, puts up the first shot on the one-and-one one and converts. So Mankel now with six points in the ballgame. We'll shoot free throws the west of the way when Cedar Ridge commits a foul. 61-48, to 2.21 to play here in the fourth quarter. Second shot is up and good for Mankel. Now Swindell will inbound here to Fivery. Fivery over to Finley. Finley with 218, racing up the court. Stops at the three-point line. Now into the high post. Gets it back over to Fivery. Fivery trying to work around Mankel. Behind the back dribble doesn't go. Dribbles into the lane. Feeds Swindell. Swindell with a head fake. Walk with the basketball. No call. Moat there. Now back over to Finley. Finley with an 18-footer. That one a line drive. That's no good. Mankel pulls down the rebound. Two minutes to play. And the shaft's up 62-48. to 48. 14-point advantage here as Finley trying to strip Mankel. Can't do it. Now he'll try to reach in and foul him, and he does. So Mankel will go back to the line. So Finley picks up his first personal foul here, and Mankel will go back to the line. He's 2 of 2. Second, or first shot is up and good for Mankel. Key free throws here at the end of the ball game to kind of keep this one at bay. 11-1 run in the third quarter. Got Cedar Ridge within five. And then Westlake took over, and Mankel hot from the free throw line. He's made all four. Nine points of the ball game here for Mankel. Now Finley over to Fivery. Fivery launching an NBA three. That one kisses off the front iron. Bryant with the offensive rebound, and now a foul is going to be called on Igehan. That is Gahan's first personal foul, the third team foul for Westlake. And uh, Fivery looking to inbound the basketball here. Back out to Finley. Finley will reset with 1.39 to play. 
Finley with a behind-the-back dribble, drives in the lane, puts up the shot with the left hand, and that one gets to go. And a timeout's been called by Quentin Black. Head coach for the Cedar Ridge Raiders. We'll take a quick timeout. Back in a moment, this is Westlake Basketball. Hi, this is Joe Taylor, the voice of the Shaps. And like you, I work hard and I work out even harder. I love exercise, and I don't want pain or injury to keep me from reaching my fitness goals. I want you to try CryoFit for all your recovery and wellness needs. CryoFit is Austin's recovery headquarters. And with two locations in Westlake, you're never too far away from their championship-level treatment. Click MyCryoFit.com and see for yourself. CryoFit is Westlake-owned and operated, so they know what it means to be Shap strong. CryoFit, where your recovery is just as important as your workout. Joe Taylor here, the voice of the Shaps. If you're searching for the best air conditioning repair in Austin, call Elite Heating and Air Conditioning. A month ago, my wife texted and said it was 85 degrees in the house. This was at 8 o'clock at night. I called Elite and within minutes, I was directing the on-call engineer to my home. In 45 minutes, the issue was diagnosed and fixed. An hour later, the house was already cooling down. That's not just championship service, that's Elite service. Call 512-637-4237 or click EliteAustinAC.com. We welcome you back to live coverage of Westlake Basketball. Baseball pass down court from KJ Adams connects with Cade Mankel. And now a reach in foul is going to be called here on Brooks as they're just trying to stop the clock here out of the timeout. So Mankel will again go to the line. As Gahan checks in for Preston Clark. Pitch will check out for Bryant. And Mankel will head to the line. He is 4-4 from the charity stripe all here in the fourth quarter. As he has been the target to try to create some extra opportunities here for Cedar Ridge. The front end of the 1-1 one one is no good for Mankel. His first miss. Now Swindell into the front court. Back over to Fiber. Fiber trying to make a move around Mankel. Elevates in the lane. Puts up a high layup. And that one kisses off the very top of the backboard for Fiber. He has been absolutely spectacular here offensively. Now Moat across the timeline. And Bryant's going to foul him. And that should do it for Bryant. I believe that's his fifth personal foul. And that is the case. And for Marcel Bryant. Still has a senior campaign next year. But... The 6'5", junior forward, is fouled out of the ball game. So checking in for him will be uh, Jaron Brown. Marcel Bryant with a nice hand from the Cedar Ridge faithful that have made the drive from Round Rock. And Ian Moat will head to the line to shoot. Two shots here into the double bonus. So Moat, a 68% free throw shooter in the regular season, is one of three from the line tonight. Second shot is up and no good as Moat misses them both, but they're going to call a lane violation against Westlake. So Cedar Ridge gets the ball with 110 to play, and the lead right now is 12, 64 to 52. Finley coming across the timeline. Finley driving down the right side of the lane, elevates against Mankel. That shot elevated and kicked around here by Gahan, and now foul's going to be called, I believe, on Westlake. As Brooks hit the ground, McManus pulled down the rebound. Kari Gahan's going to pick up his second personal foul, so the possession will stay here with Cedar Ridge. Finley now with the basketball, a rifle pass there from Brooks. 
Tries to get it back to Brooks down on the block, and that pass too low. Brooks couldn't dig it out, so it's a turnover. 56 seconds remain in the ballgame. Preston Clark going to check back into the ballgame here for the final minute as Igehan checks out. Nice night for Igehan. Six points in the early operations of the fourth quarter. Now a cross-court pass here to Mankel. Mankel stops at the left elbow. Now another reach-in foul is going to be called as Fiverr just checks him there right at the top of the left elbow. And more free throws coming. Or Mankel. Four of six from the charity stripe is Mankel. His first shot is up and good. All of his points scored in the fourth quarter have been from the charity stripe. And he has an even ten points in the ballgame. Second shot is up and good. 66 to 52, back up to a 14-point advantage here for Westlake. Fiery now an NBA three-pointer from the top of the arc. That one doesn't even catch nylon on the way by, and it's last touched out of bounds by Cedar Ridge. KJ Adams will inbound the basketball. We've seen back-to-back baseball passes down court to try to avoid the reach-in foul. He fakes it this time, gets it over to Mankel. Mankel deed up here by Swindell. Back over to KJ Adams. Adams Swindell is going to foul him this time around. And K.J. will go to the line to shoot two. K.J. an even five and five from the line. He's been dormant offensively after scoring two points in the third quarter. He has 15 in the ballgame. Hasn't had to do much as Connor McManus outside shooting has really sparked the offense here. And, of course, Mankel's free throws. K.J. makes his first free throw, and we see kind of a line change here as it looks like a number of players are going to get the opportunity to get on the court for the final 41 seconds here. As Jordan Stone will stay in the ballgame, we see Peyton Doolin, the 5'11 freshman guard, checking in. Looks like Doolin's going to check out momentarily here. Is Also checking into the ballgame is Reed Thurkelson. 5'11", junior guard. Ian Moat's going to check out as Jaden Greathouse checks in. That'll do it as these gentlemen play their final home game here at Albany Court. Second free throw, no good. Rebound by Jaron Brown. Also back into the ballgame here for Cedar Ridge is Cade Cottrell. Now Brown driving in, elevating, puts up the shot with the right hand. That one's no good. McManus pulls down the rebound. Final half minute here for Westlake as they punch their ticket to the area championship. They're up by 15 points. As K.J. will lob it over to Cade Mankel, and he'll watch the clock just tick off, pass it back over to K.J. Adams, and that should do it. Deed up here momentarily by Brown. Brown trying to knock out the uh, ball to no avail. And the final five seconds will tick off the clock here as Cedar Ridge has accepted their fate. That'll do it. Westlake victorious in the by district round, trying to avenge their area championship loss from a year ago, 61-59 to against Warren, as Westlake will move on to the area championship with a 67-52 to win over Cedar Ridge as Westlake continues their winning ways. That's their 25th win of the season. They are now 25-1 with the loss. Cedar Ridge falls to 11-15 on the season. And a congratulations to the seniors on that ball club. Ernest Swindell, Jaden Finley, Ryan Brooks, Tanner Fitch, William Fivery, 
along with though those are the seniors and we are very quickly joined by head coach Robert Lucero 67 to 52 win coach impressive stuff but really you got to see a guy that was a big part of last year's team really erupt offensively as we saw three three-pointers go in a perfect three if you will three for three for Connor McManus but really tonight it was about the defense and getting the team in transition and creating opportunities for yeah, one another I thought we did a really good job in the first half of guarding their stuff um, you know especially in the first quarter um, and then, you know, like like all good coaches, Coach uh, Black on the other side, he's going to mix some stuff up and keep them coming at you, especially in the playoff game. Uh, and so I thought they did a good job, uh, that they did a good job. Uh, Connor, you know, he's a star for us, come off the bench, all that, but he had a concussion in practice where he, had, he was out for a while. And so I think it just shows, like, you know, he, he had to take some time. He had to practice to get back in shape. Uh, but, you know, like um, he's such a good kid. And he just stayed with it and worked. And then, you know, the, you stay ready and then you get your opportunity. And then he did a great job uh, spraying, spraying the floor today. One thing that we noticed in this ball game, obviously when the shots weren't falling, you had your opportunities on the outside. Sometimes they would, sometimes they wouldn't. But you really saw a nice two-man game, in my mind, with your two bigs, K.J. Yes. Adams and Nakari yeah. Gahan. And what I noticed about the senior leadership from K.J. is he kind of turned into a point guard for yeah. you. We've seen that a number of times where he come up as the one, maybe the two. Mm -hmm. But he was creating opportunities for Gahan down low. Yeah. Those opportunities were there. He didn't really convert at the foul line, but he had a run of six straight points. You started oh, yeah. to see the confidence come in. What does that mean when you have a guy like K.J. who is willing to relentlessly pursue that effort down low well, with Gahan? Well, you know, like, like with K.J., if he gets, if he has it going and he's getting to a basket, he'll stick with it. If he's hitting shots, he'll stick with it. And tonight, you know, he he, he would tell you uh, he gets frustrated when he's not, you know, like all all kids they want to, you know, show their best all the time. So he got frustrated with himself scoring, but but he does so much for the team regardless of how many points he scores. If a team's going to pressure us like the way they did on the perimeter, if they're going to pressure us on the perimeter like they did, uh, we have to be able to go straight to the basket. And I thought KJ and Nakar did a great job of that. And then, you know, when, when uh, um, even, you know, got some post speed from the wing, uh, you know, they're, they're it's hard to take away the three-point line and take away the post and double. So I thought the guys did a good job there in the fourth of getting the ball into the post. The third, we kind of settled a little bit too much. You get the lead, settle, and then I thought we got back to playing better basketball in the fourth. You led right to my next question. One of the only real negatives that we can extract from this game that I know you're going to cover leading up to the area championship, Coach, is that 11-1 run mm -hmm. where you had that moment with Ian Moad, who had to leave the game, oh, kind of yeah. went down. Scary moment there. It looks like he's okay. But yeah. in that moment, that's one thing that I think that's going to be a teachable moment going into practice in preparation oh, yeah, for area. Oh, yeah, it's just like, you know, third quarter, we got to come out with the same uh, intensity and fire and, and execution-wise that we did in the first and second quarter. And, you know, we've always said that our defense builds and we get better through the through the game as uh, we learn what they're doing. But in this game, I thought there was just a moment where um, instead of learning and getting better, we took a step back. But then, you know, they got back to in the fourth quarter and did a good job closing the game out. We thought early on, and I've, I've just got the statistical information updated, uh, we knew early on that the key stat was to watch the rebounds. 18 total rebounds for Cedar Ridge to 29 total rebounds, 14 of those on the offensive glass. That's really the stat that we look at when you want to think about, hey, what led to the success? Yeah. Second, third chance opportunities, especially with KJ in a couple of series. He had opportunities to not only initiate the the shot but back it up not once not twice but three times yeah, so yeah. it's just an opportunity to really see just how well Wesley can play down low on the boards yeah you know we have a goal of 16 offensive rebounds a game 
Uh, so we didn't quite get there, but at least we were chasing it down and pursuing it. Oh, uh, you know, one of the things that when we take really good shots and predictable shots, we're going to be in rebound coverage. And so we just got to make sure that we're doing a good job of taking uh, the right shots, and then we'll be able to uh, know when we need to attack offensively to rebound and get back. You are awaiting the winner of Roosevelt and New Braunfels in the first-round matchup that started about 24 minutes ago. Yeah. I know that you have an opportunity to record these games, go back. I know that perhaps you haven't scouted those teams just yet, but one of the things that we know, you mentioned it in the pregame, that the area round was not ex the expectation where your season would come to an end. How focused is this team now moving off this game and into this area championship round to kind of avenge that early exit last year from the playoffs? Yeah, you know, every, every season is different. You know, this team has a goal to continue to win, and so, you know, it's a little bit quicker turnaround. We'll get one day to prep, and we got to get some guys uh, some treatment. Um, but I, I think... I probably won't mention the game from last year uh, very much, but I'm sure that the guys will have in their back of their head um, uh, what happened last year. Roosevelt, um, we played them earlier. They're a little bit different team. New Bronzeville was in a really tough district. Um, they were 8-6 and six with, tied with a bunch of other teams, and so both of them are, are good teams. So we got uh, one day to get ready for them. One final thought, Coach. Do we have a time and location for either team? No, uh, everything's so, still undecided. It's so hard to find gyms right now because uh, not everybody wants to host. So we have some gyms set aside, um, and Coach Blackshear has done a good job of, of doing that. And we've talked to the other coaches, but nothing's been finalized. But as soon as you know, we do, we'll send it out to you. Absolutely. We'll let everybody in Westlake Nation know. Again, the final 67-52, to 52, Westlake victorious in the Biden Championship round. Congratulations, Coach. And uh, we will see you. Uh, we will see you next time. Again, after this quick timeout, we'll go over some final stats and say goodnight from Albin at Court, where Westlake is victorious here in the Bi-District Championship round as they move on to the area round, awaiting the winner of Roosevelt and New Braunfels. We'll be right back after this timeout. This is Westlake Basketball. All right, we're live inside of Texas Honey Ham. Joe Taylor alongside Taco Rob. Taco Rob, we know about the tacos at Texas Honey Ham. We know how great breakfast is. I've got this big office meeting coming up later this week. Can I just do box lunches where everybody can just order what they want? Oh, yeah, we got box lunches that come with a cold sandwich, cookie, and a chip. We could do a club box lunch, a pulled pork box lunch. We're even now offering a half a sandwich and a tiny salad box lunch for the healthy people. He's Taco Rob from Texas Honey Ham. They're changing the world one taco at a time. Thanks, man. Thank you. Plan your catering event at TexasHoneyHam.com. The very best care. When you're sick, or injured, or worried about your premature baby, that's what you need. And it's exactly what we deliver. It's why we're the preferred health care provider of Central Texas and named one of the best in the country. Others say they're working to change health care for the better. At St. David's Healthcare, the best is here. We welcome you back as our cryo-fit post-game coverage continues here. Westlake Victoria 67-52. Joe Taylor joining you courtside here for a rare home game at Albany Court as we wrap things up as a team. Cedar Ridge shot 45% from the field. Uh, that includes 50% even inside the three-point line. They were 20% uh, uh, shooters from the line. That's big. Westlake not in uh, too much foul trouble. In fact, only committed uh, six fouls overall in the ball game, actually seven fouls overall in the ball game. So for Cedar Ridge, shot 50% inside the uh, three-point line, shot 33% from beyond the arc, one of five from the line, grabbed 18 rebounds, total four assists and a steal, along with three blocks. They turned the ball over 11 times and committed 20 fouls. And uh, at one point, uh, 
were down by 21 points, but they showed Moxie at the start of the second half going on an 11-1 run to cut it to five. Cade Mankel on the night, 11 points on two of three shooting from the field, one of one inside the three-point line, one of two outside the three-point line, made six of seven free throws, collected four rebounds and an assist. In a brief time, Donovan Santoro able to uh, provide just uh, some brief moments in the first period. Blake Nielsen, with 23 minutes played in the ballgame, scored 10 points on three of seven shooting, one of two inside the arc, and uh, two of five from three-point line, even 40% there. Two of two from his trip to the free-throw line, grabbed two rebounds and dished out three assists. And uh, Nakari Gahan, significant minutes played in both the first and second half, 15 minutes overall, was uh, scored eight points, three of three shooting, six of those in a row in three consecutive possessions, along with a two of eight shooting from the line. And uh, Fori Gahan wound up with three blocks, along with five opportunities to uh, poke the ball away, change shots, did uh, Nakari Gahan. Ian Moat finished the night with nine points on 3-11 shooting, one of four inside the three-point line, two of seven beyond the arc, one of four at the free-throw line, grabbed six rebounds, dished out four assists and a steal, and also uh, had one turnover. And uh, for Preston Clark, 16 minutes played, did not get an opportunity to uh, shoot the basketball, but uh, provided epic defense as he collected four rebounds, two steals, and an assist. Diego Schleppe in three minutes, able to provide some much-needed help to Ian Moat off the bench, grab two rebounds and uh, force two steals. Connor McManus in 16 minutes was scored nine points, three of three from the field, all three of those three-pointers, grabbed four rebounds. And uh, Jaden Greathouse in limited duty at the front half of the game had to uh, come in late for Ian Moat at the top of the third quarter. He scores two points on one of two shooting. That was off the steal that he created. And, of course, K.J. Adams in 31 minutes played, scored 17 points on 6 of 13 shooting, did not take a a three-point shot, the 6 of 7 from the charity striped, and grabbed eight rebounds, dished out two assists. Both of those assists to Nagari Igehan to lead all scorers. Cedar Ridge, Ernest Swindell finished with five points. Jaden Finley finished with six, all six of those in the second half. And after five points, William Fivery really erupted. He scored eight points in the third quarter and 11 points in the fourth quarter. He had 19 points in the second half to finish with 24 to lead all scorers. Marcel Bryant with five points as he fouled out of the ball game and finishing with nine points. Ryan Brooks, Cade Cottrell finished with two points. And that's really the difference in the ball game. Again, 24 points, 24 of Cedar Ridge's 52 coming from William Fivery. So, again, they eliminated the scoring threat from everybody except William Fivery, and he was the leading scorer in the ballgame, best shooter for the Cedar Ridge Raiders. That will do it for Cedar Ridge's season. They fall to 11-15 and 15 as they uh, fall in the by-district round here to Westlake. Westlake will move on to the area championship, and as we mentioned with Coach Lucero, they will play the winner of Roosevelt and New Braunfels, and it's a quick turnaround, so I believe they already know that they're going to play on Thursday because there is a lot of catch-up work to do with the tiebreaker games in district play to figure out seating and then the ice and winter storm and everybody's stuck at home. There's a lot of basketball to be played 
played in a very short amount of time. But uh, that will do it here for our postgame coverage presented by CryoFit. Again, Westlake moving on in the area championship round as they advance with a 67-52 win over Cedar Ridge. My thanks to Casey Johns and, of course, the entire athletic department with Robert Lucero leading the basketball program. We want to thank all of you for listening and watching our live stream powered by the Shap Club as uh, we bring you our final game here from uh, Al Bennett Court here in the playoffs as Westlake defeats Cedar Ridge 67-52. to My name is Joe Taylor. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll be in touch on where and when Westlake will play their area championship round game as they await the winner of Roosevelt and New Braunfels. Until then, we say goodnight from Albin at Court on the campus of Westlake High School. This is Westlake Basketball. You've been listening to Westlake Basketball. Westlake Basketball is presented by Number 9 Productions and powered by the Westlake Chef Club. Westlake Basketball is brought to you by Independence Title, Wayne's Capital Bank, Elite Heating and Air, Covert Auto Group, CryoFit, Recovery and Wellness, and presented by Austex, Benson Debt, Elticon, Wealth Management, Raising Canes, Chicken Fingers, Hendrick Auto Group, the Felger Insurance Agency, and brought to you by Austin Performance and Counseling Psychology, and Dr. Mike Johnson, Cricket Shirts, Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina, Amogee Bank, Texas, Honey Ham, Steam Team, White Glove Storage and Delivery, at Creek Burger Company, Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, and by Mighty Fine Burgers, Fries, and Shakes.